Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Discussion 5, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network is growing, and we want to make sure that you're aware of everything going on. So let's give you the rundown of the schedule every week, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every single Monday, that's all 31 NHL shows coming at you. One show for every NHL team on Tuesdays. We've got Tales with TR, which also runs on Thursdays. Uh, we've also got Hockey to Heroin coming to you. The Road to Recovery, hosted by Brady Leavold, every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, the Fourth Line Voice, coming to you every Wednesday and Sunday. The Ice Analytics Podcast, coming to you every Friday. And the House of Hockey Podcast, every Tuesday, hosted by Breezy and Ray Ray. If you want to see more, go to the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or at hockeypodnet to check out more. everybody and welcome to episode 64 of the discussion five that's right we are here to talk the five most pressing matters for your detroit red wings and boy oh boy do we have some pressing matters today um we're not super happy but you know what mike we have to endure we have to press on we had the absolute worst result for uh, for the NHL Draft Lottery, and we're going to talk about all that, all my uh, conspiracy theories, uh, who's going to have a great season next year with uh, or potential for Alexi Lafreniere, and like I promised last week, we put the top NHL prospects through a state-of-the-art simulation, and we're going to talk about it right here on the Discussion 5. Nobody else has access to this specific simulation. Only two people in the world have access to it, and you're looking at it. Mike's got to get wasted to get through this. Now, uh, we talked about the Hockey Podcast Network at the top of the show. We do hope you checked about it at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and at hockeypodnet. But if you could check out everything else for the Brothers of Discussion, we are at bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. If you need, um, uh, oh, you know what? I can't do that one because uh, I can't do the other ad. Uh, that's for the <laughs> Brothers of Discussion show. If you want to hear all the Brothers of Discussion ads, go to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com to check out all of our old episodes. Put in for the ads. Yeah. Like it's the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts where you can find all those episodes at, and, uh, we do have a YouTube channel that, uh, covers both the Detroit Red Wings podcast that you're listening to now that you can go check out our beautiful faces as we talk about it and while I adjust my camera, how appropriate. Uh, we're also on IGTV where we like to post some vids and some memes, also joint between, uh, Pro Wrestling and, uh, Detroit Red Wings podcast. Uh, check it all out, though. The hub is bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. All right. So, we are, uh, let's see. No, I'm too excited. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's start talking about this, Mike. Uh, first of all, right. what is the news? Uh, Red Wings land that fourth pick. We're not breaking news here. We're all pretty pissed about it. We're all pretty angry. Yeah. I'm hoping that people are turning in because they want to hear what is the Brothers of Discussion new conspiracy theory against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Mike, just... A uh, short month or two, month and a half ago, we were celebrating because we thought we were getting a 50% shot at the first pick. And the NHL bitched and moaned, and apparently the solution to the worst team 
arguably one of the worst teams in NHL history getting a shot, I, a major I shot. Will, I will say organized sports. Yeah. That. This was the bad news bears of professional sports. That's what this was. So, and, uh, oh, yeah. No, you're, I, I didn't want to steal your thunder, but, yeah, we, we had a shot at, you know, we're having a – we're missing games in this season. Let's just give the worst two teams, you know, we'll flip a coin, see who gets one and two between us and Ottawa. Instead, we did this convoluted process with multiple drafts was proposed, and everybody signed off on it. Sounds good. Yeah, and I, now a playoff team, a team that gets to play <laughs> NHL games. Uh, you know, there's seven – what? Seven teams that don't get to even come back until right. next season. Um, they were auto, you know, automatically in this lottery. And a team that gets to play hockey. Matt, a team that has a, a almost a 70% win percentage can now win that number one pick. I'm looking at Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's. Uh, I, I put this in the wrong order because we can we can run through this list right now. The Canadians. The Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Arizona Coyotes, Minnesota Wild, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, the Predators, Panthers, Flames, Rangers, Jets, Islanders, Blue Jackets, the Maple Leafs, the Hurricanes, the Oilers, and the Penguins. All right, Mike, this is almost a who's who of every goddamn fucking team I hate in this stupid league. Uh, the only thing that would make this worse is if it was like, they were like, well, everybody and Boston. So it's like, uh, you know, th- this, these are all of our qualifying teams. Our, what the NHL would quickly turn around and state, uh, or, and including Bill Daly, would, would be they're not actually playoff teams, Mike. They're qualifying playoff teams or th- they're in the qualifying round. But essentially, this is... For the first time, uh, a team that is in a new, like, past the regular season, because they've said the regular season is done. You got to put in your votes for MVP and whatnot. So what does that mean? Is this, like, purgatory? But, you know, a team that's either made it to the playoffs or purgatory has a shot at both the Stanley Cup and getting Alexi Lefrenier. Um Mike, where I was going with my my... my my momentum was was taking me towards this uh, journey of you have the worst team, and as as we are probably going to agree in in pro sports history, one of the worst teams that we've had uh, the honor of watching for. <laughs> thankfully, not eighty two games. Yeah, we won out there. One of the worst teams we've ever seen in pro sports. Yeah, getting a shot at that first pick, and after the entire NHL complained about that plan. Where even the sports media was like, I guess that makes sense. They are one of the worst teams ever. Maybe, <laughs> maybe throw them a bone. Now the solution, the solution, Mike, was to give a playoff team the first pick. So instead, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't know if it's like they're being thrown a bone because they have to go back to work. They have to put their players at risk and. I don't know how you justify this decision to give a team a shot at at the cup. I it's and it, somebody right now could if we do if we were doing this live and we they were typing up questions and like uh like a little Q&A thing or just sending us a message they're going to say no Matt, they're not a playoff team. Go 
Oh my god, go fuck yourself. They're totally a playoff team. If the regular season's over and they're going to play a, a round of five games against another team to move on to round one of the Stanley Cup Finals, they're a playoff team. It, yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's just like the setup is... Um, I don't think that the... I mean, there's anger, obviously, that, you know, the, the Red Wings, you know, <laughs> don't get some sort of compensation for just having a toilet roster. You should be able to rebuild up you know re let these garbage teams kind of rebuild right yeah but i you know i it's it's very important to notate that it's not just that the red wings dropped it's also teams like ottawa dropping so it's not like if ottawa had won and we picked like second or third you know i'd be kind of bummed we don't hit lafreniere but i'd be like well you know <laughs> they you did the worst automatic you shouldn't just tank and then automatically get the first pick so i can right. kind of get on board with some sort of lottery but it should be a toilet team that's not even coming back. You know, like the seventh worst team should be, you know, winning the first pick or the second pick. It, it shouldn't just be, you know, it shouldn't, I shouldn't have the potential to see Pittsburgh add Lafreniere to, you know, already a, a pretty excellent roster. That's the problem. Absolutely. I, I, I it shouldn't be, we're going to be three picks behind one of these playoff teams. It, this, just scream like if they're gonna do some bullshit like this there has to be like some i i know this is gonna get more complicated than you know the problem is that this nhl draft lottery is too complicated but it had to be something like if one of these playoff teams won then that's all right then we're just gonna seed everybody you know two through eight after that like yeah. give us the second pick we end up with the fourth pick so that a fucking playoff team can get the first pick i now, Mike, let's jump into the conspiracy theories. And I love that you mentioned, you know, the Kings are number two. Um, th- this is something, like, take note that they're not just the Kings. They're the Los Angeles Kings. One of the babies, one of the, the, the wonderful children that the NHL has created. And they've always tried to make sure that they're taken care of, having Gretzky go over there. Um, and, and now uh, one of the top prospect lists in the league is potentially going to add uh, Quinton Byfield or Tim Stutzel. Uh, you know, adding to that just means the Kings just went from where, you know, two years out to one year out, I think, from being a, a legitimate playoff contender. <sighs> the poor Senators had, uh, what, like almost, uh, I know maybe it was like a 25% chance when all their percentages were added together, maybe a 30% chance to land that first pick because they, you could, you know, you're basically combining uh, their, their second and third pick that they, they took from the San Jose sharks uh, to get that number one. And they're going number three and number five. Like, even though I would, like you said, you'd be bummed if the senators got that first pick. I can't imagine how fucking pissed that you'd be if you were a senators fan right now heading into this but uh to continue the conversation you know um where where does the conspiracy theory lie well mike for the first time ever the nhl is without content and and they keep talking about we need to generate content for the media and for the fans and they create a phase two for the draft lottery and how great would it be if we didn't even have to worry about phase two if red wings got number one ottawa gets number two Maybe they take number three or the Kings get number three. What, Whatever. That that happens. We don't have to worry about phase two. The NHL loses out on its content, but we're, everything's fine and dandy. 
Instead, Mike, where the NHL is starved for content, not only is it not, it's not the second pick, it's not the third pick. This is a, a franchise-changing talent. Has no idea what team he's going to. And now the NHL gets to talk, including now and heading into the qualifying round for that team that loses the first two games in their qualifying round matchup. Do they just blow that third game? <laughs> get a shot. Get a shot at Alexi. Um, I, like, yeah, I this mean... screams to me bullshit. And, and like you were asking before, like, you know, do we get to see the balls drop? No. Do we get to see any sort of process in this lottery draft? No. We just see fucking Bill Daly holding a stack of cards and... Oh, look at that. NHL's some unnamed team is number one. He shows it off to the, the TV. Oh, my God. Uh, it's it's To me, the conspiracy theory is that, number one, they have way too much control in this. There's nothing that we get to see. To, and, and they could just tell us all day. They could laugh in my face. No, of course there's a lottery. What proof do we have that there is one? And number two... They made. They took the time to make this phase two of the draft lottery. Which, what the fuck is that? Like, who, <laughs> what sports league is thinking? We got to get the draft lottery out of the way so that we can start the NHL season. Yeah, Wait a minute, I mean, huh? Like so the logistics kinda, make no sense. To kind of like you know compare and contrast, you know. The NBA, we, you know, it's, it's, um, we were just hammering a point that we just made a few moments ago, but, you know, last year, the last draft, uh, uh, New Orleans somehow moved up, uh, I think 10 spots, 10, uh, you know, to get Zion Williamson, who, you know, is like a LeBron James level prospect. So, like this year, I think it's a big deal. And by the way, you know, obviously they weren't a playoff team, like, you know, in the NHL, but it's a big deal this year because, this isn't a year where we're looking at top pick prospect uh, Niall Yakupov uh, for Edmonton, who is so bad that Edmonton got another first pick, uh, you know, another, you know, just a year later for McDavid. You know, this is a consensus, like, everybody's drooling over this guy. You know, right. this this is an upper echelon prospect. So, that we've been talking about for two years. Yeah. He's such he's such a young guy. He and he's already so productive. It's just it would it would be a statistical just you know jaw dropping shock to see this guy not you know pan out for whoever gets him. Um, so this this is a this is a crippling this is a crippling loss. Um, you know for teams like Ottawa and Detroit who as they try to move forward. You know, is there going to be an opportunity for them to get somebody good at, at their third, fourth, and, you know, fifth spots? Yeah, I, you know, it, it is, I, if I, if you go back the last 10 years, uh, even this year that I'm going to pick on poor Niall Yakupov, who never, you know, really amounted to anything, he still outperformed Griffin Reinhardt at number four with his uh, .4 point share. So even in a poopy draft year, you're always going to see one outdo number four because you you have to really stink. I, I it's 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 really yeah. tough to fuck up the first pick. Well, just so to... I mean, like it's a it's a consensus to see how strong this guy is, and then they usually you know meet those expectations. 
And and to just further that point, so here here's what's going on in my conspiracy theory. Here here's the to sum it all up. The NHL is looking for that content. But they've also just created this clusterfuck of a media storm where this first pick gets to be talked about for on ESPN, on TSN, you know, obviously the major Canadian sports networks are going to be talking about this forever. But you're you're building up this super duper star right now. And he's not even he doesn't have to go to one of the shithole teams. He's going to be in the playoffs probably next season. You know what I mean? Like this is a guy that's not going to have to wait around with the Red Wings or you know, be one of Edmonton's many first picks and just, you know, hopefully Connor McDavid pans out cuz this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like uh like he's going to get to go to a, a team that probably is like where I've I, I talked about the Red Wings for years, like yeah, it's it's great that we we draft so and so or whatnot, but we need that super super duper franchise changing player. And all these teams, uh, you know, not that the Penguins are looking for one, but they're probably excited to possibly transition into their next super duper star. But I, I mean, same thing with the Blackhawks. Uh, the Canadians have always been like right there. You talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, if they picked up Alexi Lafreniere, that's the kind of thing that they, they, the way that their team's built, it's almost like they stay away from that because they're always, uh, they're a team that's built around, like, at a a money ball level way of of building a hockey team. Uh, So the Hurricanes, like, that that would be their their answer. Like, that's how they take that step into uh, Stanley Cup contendership for years, for years. Um, So I just, like, of course, the NHL, if you ask me, would they rather that, that Alexi Lafreniere, one of the best talents, to come out, uh, you know, through the juniors and, and join into the NHL, one of the best talents that uh, has been, I don't know, what, what do you want to say, like uh, the, the prospectus on this guy, that he's that high level of talent. Do you want him to go to the Red Wings? Where even in our discussions, we said, we draft Lafreniere, that just means our five-year like timetable gets brought to a three-year timetable do we really want to wait three years for Lafreniere to hit the playoffs or or do we send Lafreniere over to Edmonton do we send him to Toronto um you know even Columbus that would be I, I'd feel pretty good for Columbus to be completely honest because they they yeah, seem to I'm always doing get screwed, is but... for uh, those those mid those small to mid market teams right honestly there's so many nightmare scenarios where you know the canadians uh, yeah i i know we kind of have a little soft spot in our heart for them you know one of those original six teams and they're kind of snobby with their french um but (laughs) i don't want them to get it god i just my blood would just boil to see chicago get it uh pittsburgh i don't want the oilers to get another 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 number one um (laughs) Yeah, I think Toronto. Toronto, as much You're... as they, like, we're gonna hold up Mitch Marner as the one of the great number four picks of all time. No, <laughs> I don't want Toronto to get it. They get they have enough. I want. I want. Give me my Predators. Give me Minnesota. Yeah. Give me the Islanders. Who oh, as we keep Islanders. doing our mock drafts, oh, uh, our, our redrafts of the past, just make them <laughs> relevant again. Uh, Carolina would be a dream come true for me because that, uh, nobody would know how to market the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> I'm not even sure the people I, of Carolina are aware there's still a hockey team that hasn't blown away into the ocean. You know what's there's, funny? I, I still, like, I would pick 
That that's that those all those teams you mentioned are on my list. I, uh, number one for me is Carolina. I think number God, two would I be Nashville. I have to see number one go to New York and number two go to Los Angeles. Oh, the body heat just radiating <laughs> off me from all that boiling blood, <laughs> that hot boiling sacrificial blood. It's just I don't know if my 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 organs will be able to take it, man. Well, I I still I still have this weird thought where I'm like. I still don't want Arizona to get it because I like Lefferdier would just toil away and disappear after a few years. <laughs> like that's where players go to die. Is yeah, the ice isn't even sustainable out there. It's kind of <laughs> stupid. All right. Well, Mike, here's here's what we did. Uh, I I ran and I knew this all when I when I bought NHL 20. I said the only reason I want this is to start a franchise and play five years into the future, so I can see where all these prospects are going to land. So through a state of the art simulation, Mike. State of the art, just like when um, Jerry was selling Hungry for Apples, we are going to tell you who the Red Wings should draft. Based now, I'm not just going to go based off the draft uh, that occurred in 2020 in my video game. Number one, there's a scientific process to this, right? I I can't figure out how to pull that draft, so I'm just going through the players that the Red Wings will have a shot at, including we're we're going to go over the three players that'll probably go one two and three and before uh, you do that yeah um have you seen the um the news stories that some of the european players that uh you know we're counting on to be these top prospects this year it might get a little tricky drafting them because of when they sign their contracts and that they might not be eligible for the nhl uh entry draft and they might just stay in europe and play for money I, I did see that. That was actually that that was something Eiserman even talked about in his press conference. Um, because uh, well, it's it's so funny to hear like the athletic ask questions to Steve Eiserman, and they're really engaging. And you know, this is the athletic is is a company that focuses on like hockey first. And then uh, I think is it Art Red Regner? That's his, that's Art. a name. Yeah, that's yeah. A, he's uh, the, the local Detroit guy who does radio. Um, yeah. When we were growing up, he was on the fan. So, I mean, when I say we were growing up, that means like 15 years ago, us listening to the radio. He jumps in and he's just like, hey, Steve. Uh, so you, you've got all your, you're pretty much done. You know who you're going to draft it for, right? Depending on how everybody else gets drafted. And Steve's like, well, no, there's a lot going on this fall, including where players are going to be going somewhere else. Uh, that includes injuries, that includes guys that maybe take a step down because of all this, and maybe we want to look for a guy that takes a huge step up uh, this fall. And it's just, I, I bring that up for two reasons. One, to talk about, you know, what you what you just brought up. Two, to talk about, god damn, is Detroit sports talk just the absolute fucking worst? <laughs> and guy, Art, Art coming in, and I think what he does too is... Um, I think he might do like web shows for the Detroit Red Wings, but just goes to show like hang out with the athletic and those boys. They they're actually asking informed questions. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, there's so much that's going to go on uh, starting. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's probably going to start affecting where guys are going to be drafted in September. Uh, so are they going to be available? Are they going to get hurt? Are they going to show strides of moving forward? back um are they making choices uh during these periods that don't reflect what your team wants to represent there's there's so many variables i could still figure in i think the only guy who's safe is the number one pick and we have no idea who's going to be 
drafting him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 it's crazy to me how much is still going to affect this draft. But I, I, I feel like I went far enough out in, in who is a potential draft pick for um, the Detroit Red Wings here that we, we have enough to go off of. Like, even if two of these guys drop off. Ah, god damn you. All right, let's get that one out of the way. So, Askarov is not in the game. Uh, for whatever <laughs> reason, it, it went... I think it's because he was, what, 16 or 17? Basically, it, when the... It could be, but I, I just picked up Shane Wright in the game, uh, or I drafted him. So, he's he's projected to be a top draft pick in a couple years. Uh, so I, I just picked him up, um, or I shouldn't say I just, cause now I'm three years out from drafting him. But anyway, uh, so there are like really young guys that figure into the Chell game. Like they go pretty deep into these junior leagues. It's insane to me what they do. Uh, so Askarov should have been in there. I don't know why he's not in my game. Uh, but I had no information on him. All I can tell you is that I do have like goalie prospects that were drafted in that area, but I'm not... We're not going to touch it because number one, uh, we don't want to, you know, this state-of-the-art simulation. There can be, uh, you know, so some mistakes in, in regards to building up somebody's attributes and their former stats and and how that's going to build out into uh, who that player is going to be. Number two, I don't want a fucking goaltender at my number four pick. We're not doing that. It had it didn't work out. Tell tell me how great Carey Price was. Oh, he really worked out. How many fucking cups did the goddamn Canadians get out of drafting Carey Price? Exactly. We're not... I don't I don't care if he's Carey Price level. If you could guarantee me that, then we're paying way too much for a goaltender in five years. So, fuck it. No, I don't... We're not drafting a good goal... I, I don't want a goaltender in the first round. I don't want it. It just causes too many problems. Too many problems. That's my, That's it. That's my... <laughs> that's it. All right. I was just going to say, we've done enough of these redrafts where um, it turns out that usually in the top, you know, four or five of a season, you know, a goalie is up there, Matt. So it's just, it's tough to, I know it's, I know it's tough to justify taking a goalie up that high uh, because of the uh, uh, success rate, but Red Wings don't really have a goalie right now. Um you know, that doesn't factor in it. Like it doesn't, we don't really have one in the pipeline. I don't think, you know, Picard is going anywhere except, you know, maybe the USS Enterprise. I, I don't think that he's really going to be playing for the, the Red Wings. I, I don't, it doesn't seem like we have a blueprint for a, a future goalie at this point. It smells like a season where we're going to be signing some uh, journeymen again uh, to take over for Howard. Hey, I mean, when people look at what Bernier did with one of the worst six defensemen in the league like that collection of six defensemen was was statistically worst in the league and bernier still comes out like that's where uh when we first called out like bernier should be getting uh you know vesna and and heart trophy votes finally at the end of the season like even though it was a joke like even the athletic caught on to that and started writing their articles about how bernier should get should get mvp consideration because he really did turn in such a great season so I don't see a problem with hanging on to Bernier and seeing how this pans out because goalie's a major hole for the Red Wings. Um, it's kind of a hole that gets filled when you look around the NHL by a flip of a coin. So 
you sign you sign Bobrovsky to an eight-year, ten million dollar deal, and then he turns in a sub nine hundred save percentage on your season. What do you? Nobody can convince me to spend money on a goaltender, especially when the Red Wings have so many goddamn holes. So many. Remember when Roberto Luongo beat the Boston Bruins to win the Stanley Cup? Neither do I. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. He's a swell guy. Roberto Luongo appears to be one of the sweethearts. Uh, you know, I know he's he's retired now, but, you know, I don't mean to be mean to him, but it just doesn't work out. So, I mean, it's funny for me to mention that, too, because then turn around the Bruins actually had Tim Thomas and uh, Tuka Rask and <laughs> Nett. But it wasn't something where you're going, I'm spending my my top draft pick on, uh, you know, like I'm focusing my team on my goaltending. I think we all could look at the Boston Bruins and go, all right, they built other parts of that team first. Um, all right. I've I've gone on too many rants about how little I want to draft a goaltender in the first round. Um, I, I've already seen it mentioned too, Mike, that people want to trade back. Like, let's get another uh, let's get another second round pick, and then we'll we'll pick up Askarov. I just don't. It's such a roll of the dice. Are you really gonna say that we have potentially a second or third line forward in what we can draft here at number four? Like, legit if we could get lucky and have a first line forward, but legitimately we have second or third line forward here that we cross that off the list and we're good. We're done. We have, okay, boom, a guy that we can count on to score when, when we're, (laughs) when we're building this team, you know, he's not, he's not Connor McDavid level, but we can count on our second or third line, not to embarrass us. Like that can get just crossed off or we pick up a goaltender and one year he's great. And then the next year he's, he's got an 800 save percentage. Oh, but then he's got a 930 and he's getting Vesna votes. Ah, oh, but then he's just barely scratching 900 the year after that. It just doesn't make sense. Don't know. Poo poo. Nah, not going to do say it. That, yeah. I think you're right. in um, not necessarily, you know, making it all costs, to keep getting more second round picks uh, if only because I, I want to almost pose the challenge uh, who is your favorite second round pick of all time uh, <laughs> it's, it's not really a deep well of you know, like a who's who of I think, wow I can't believe we got that guy he's th- he waited all the way to the second I think I can say Gustav Nyquist I was going to go with uh, that little guy from uh, Carolina, uh, Sebastian, is it Aho? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he a second rounder. He's uh, He got a free agent contract once. I remember that. Yeah, he was almost uh, he was almost our first restricted free agent to move uh, through. Yeah, but uh, it, it didn't pan out. So uh-huh. Carolina was like, all right, we'll give you money. All right, so here's here's what's going on just to give everybody an idea, Mike. Um, so uh, the first three picks, I'm pretty sure, are going to involve some order of Lafreniere, Quentin Byfield, and Tim Stutzel. Lafreniere, Mike, who in my game just happened to be drafted by the Detroit Red Wings. Who knows how many first-round picks I traded to make sure I could get Lafreniere. <laughs> um, in the video game, uh, they list players as, like, elite. You can be... Um, like top six forward, uh, top two defenseman kind of thing. You can also be a franchise player. There are three franchise players listed. 
Connor McDavid, wow. Sidney Crosby, and Alexi Lafreniere in my game. Wow. Yep. Three Man. franchise players. I can't in wait game. for Pittsburgh to have two of those. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, at this point, five years later, he's got a 93 overall, 504 Hold points. Up. Ovechkin's not a part of that? No, he's not. He's elite. What, what does he have to do? Yeah, that's where I'm like, holy fuck, there's only three elite guys or uh, franchise guys. Wow. Um, so 504 points, 354 games. I mean, based on this simulation where I may have played a lot of Lefrenier's games and we won a couple heart trophies and four Stanley Cups together. Um, <laughs> uh, he's game, he's game changer. For uh, for whatever team he shows up to now, Quentin Byfield. This is this is where it's, the simulation gets a little more accurate because I didn't touch any of these players. Everybody else we're yeah. gonna talk about. Quentin Byfield, eighty three overall, thirty three points in one hundred and twenty three games played. Tim Stutzel, Mike, eighty overall. He just got called up to the NHL in twenty twenty five. So zero games played. Um, I know what we're doing. All right, don't get too angry at what we're saying because a lot of people, a lot of people like there's Twitter accounts that are like trade up for Stutzel and it, you know they have Stutzel wearing a Red Wings jersey. Like people are really high on Stutzel. You know, um, real quick, I just wanted to share something that really made me mad. Um, <laughs> yeah, somebody was uh, grumbling about uh, Lafreniere, you know, going to a playoff team, and then who the Red Wings were going to pick and. The person said, I'm so mad that we're not getting the number one pick. We had a rough season. We should have had the first pick. And then somebody said, where are we picking? And the person who is the point of authority on this post said, we're picking fourth. I'm just hoping Quentin Byfield drops to us. So, I like yeah, 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 maybe. I like what you're saying there because there's so much to dissect from that. Do we really want, like, if something happens with Quentin Byfield, where number two and number three say, "Hmm, I don't, I don't think he's got it," and then we're like, "Okay, oh, we'll take him." Like, is that really how this works? Is that like, is, is it, that like it, it's almost that uh, that awful movie? Did you ever watch Draft Day? Yeah. When there's a quarterback who's supposed to go number one, then they're like, nobody went to his birthday party. Like, nobody went to Quentin Byfield's birthday party, <laughs> so he traps all the way to the, like, the Red Wings, uh, you know, first pick in the second round. Like, yeah. what? Just, uh, no, it's not going to happen. Well, if it's that bad, right. you know, he has some terminal disease or something that he's got three months, like, they replaced you... his heart with a baked potato. It's not going to happen. He's we, going we've second. Done, yeah, we've done in our draft uh uh reviews in the in the redrafts like we have scouting department losers are we really gonna say that three different scouting departments were like man uh he's right there but i gotta go lucas raymond could really use a goalie all right so um the the thing is Stut why Stutzel uh seems to match so well is is where he's coming from so we can get a match with um uh last year's oh my god Oh Mo Sider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> coming There's a lot from of names the out there. There's a lot of yeah. stuff. Uh so 
that's where that comes in. But, and again, in our, our state-of-the-art simulation, no games played up till 2025. Uh, now, here's who I want to get, Lucas Raymond. Uh, if you go back to our old episodes with the Discussion 5, I talked with uh, Shane from the Ottawa Senators podcast, and I picked Lucas Raymond. I, I really like the idea of us picking up a winger. I really fell in love with Lafreniere. A lot of people say, no, we need a center. And that's why when we thought we were going to get the first pick, it's like, maybe we should think about Quentin Myfield. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I do like the thoughts that... Uh, I know I know, he's a generational uh, talent at Wayne. But imagine this. We'd have a, a first-line center in Larkin and a second-line center in Byfield. Now, yeah, yeah Larkin could play with Lafreniere. We could have the greatest power play of all time. But... <laughs> We could also have a first and second line center. I think this idea writes itself. I, you know what? I, I don't poo-poo that argument, but I do like, I, I read somebody this morning that said, why don't we try and see if Rasmussen or Joe Valeno can fill that second line center role before we start going, all right, let's put one of them in the fourth line. <laughs> it's like... Should we test out the older draft picks before we set, before we go? We don't have a center at all. I, I, you, you don't use the draft at the top five picks to fill out your roster. To fill out the second line. You don't use it to <laughs> fill out your fucking roster. You pick the very best player and then you adjust your team accordingly. That's so what you do across all sports. We're making our way to the the best player, but it, it's not Lucas Raymond, according to Chell Twenty. He's right now in twenty twenty five. He's got an eighty three overall, one hundred and one points in two hundred and seventy two games. I should mention he was the seventh overall pick in the video game, and he played his first full season, Mike, in twenty twenty one. Honestly, Matt, outside of uh, like even even a sport like the uh, the NFL, right? where you're getting a, like you already have a quarterback and you're drafting in the top five. I could still see the argument where you draft another quarterback just to hold him hostage for other teams who need quarterbacks <laughs> and then you can get their draft capital. Like that's how much I think that you just get the very best player. It does yeah. not, you don't, well, God. we already have two good wings. Do we really need three or four or five? Last I checked, uh, you get eight fucking wings. So, yes, get another one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, now we've got Alexander Holtz. Uh, he was the sixth pick, so taking ahead of Lukey Raymond here. 104 points in 204 games. He's an 84 overall. His first full season, and I think this is huge. Like, when we talk about first full season, like, remember, Tim Stutzel has not played a single NHL game, according to Shell 20. Lucas Raymond played the very next year. Alexander Holtz, 2023. So they really held on. He's he's at, his overall is better than Lucas Raymond. So apparently keeping him down in the minors uh, helped him out. But here, here is the big name, Mike, is it's been bandied about quite a bit right now. It's one of those where the Red Wings are taking a chance and dropping like two or three picks uh, to pick up a guy that, like where he's projected to go. In the video game, in Shell 20, he goes at the eighth pick. It's Cole Perfetti, who is an 86 overall. And when you look at this list here, that is the highest overall after Lafreniere. He's got 173 points in 287 games. His first full season, 2021, went the next season. All right, and then uh, Marco Rossi seems to be the guy that everybody fall has fallen in love with. Um, he's 
he's, you know, he's doing well points-wise in the juniors. It's just, it's one of those things where some team, or, like, some scouts have him at, like, they have him going as far back as, like, 19th that we just saw. Uh, it was posted by, um posted by the athletic uh and then the athletic of course has him going in in like the top seven so marco rossi 83 overall 49 points in 126 games his first season he played in was 2022 and then uh there's jamie drysdale uh he's the defenseman uh that the seems to be on everybody's mind and it's can we lock up a first line or get two guys for our top four uh for our defenseman and pick up jamie drysdale he, Mike, went 22nd in the video game, has yet to play a game of hockey, of NHL hockey, um, <laughs> in NHL 20, and he's a 79 overall. So, what I promised you, everybody, is a state-of-the-art simulation. Oh, and I like that you threw in Jake Sanderson. I kind of like that idea uh, if if there is, like, if Eichmann's really going to play this game and, like, trade back and uh try and lock up some some giant defensemen uh but i will say mike as we go through this and this list that i created here state of the art simulation says you go cult perfetti because we're not getting lafreniere is there any scenario just because there's no nobody's gonna trade up i know nobody nobody's gonna let the red wings trade up okay but is there any scenario where we can bundle some second round picks to uh, maybe add a first just because it looks like this is a healthy enough, um, you know, list of second tier guys after, you know, the, kind of those top two and three? I I mean, would any team be mad enough to do that? Like turn like this is a at least this looks like a pretty, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the, you know, 87 draft or 87, the 2000 like five draft. But is there is there? You know, it looks like there's about 10 prospects that you would not be too upset about yeah, after those first couple guys. Would anybody be crazy enough to trade with the Red Wings so we get two of these top 10 guys? I I don't know. This really seems like for all of these teams, like, this is your shot, like, to, to pull in. Again, like, you get lucky, this is a first-line guy. You get... Not super lucky, but these guys, I mean, to say that they're going to be in, uh, you know, your middle six of your forward lineup or, you know, as we talk about Drysdale, I mean, a pretty good shot at a top four defenseman, which is every, (laughs) if you want to talk about just shoring up your team, but also the, like the number one thing on everybody's mind, it seems like once trade deadline comes around is I need a top four defenseman. So at some point, this is going to have some value for your team to have a Jamie Drysdale. I'm not saying let's draft him and immediately trade him. I'm just saying there's a lot of value in any of these guys. You get in those, those middle six or a top four defenseman. There's so much here. Like if, if I was making those decisions, I'm getting something pretty juicy, or I don't see enough talent in in this in these this extended list of prospects that uh, you know I don't see enough that the rest of the NHL, the media, you and I, who are eating it all up, like as we see it and and we're learning about it, we go, wow, this really is super deep um, uh, of a draft. Like, for you to be the one NHL team that goes, ah, I don't see it. I don't see what's going on here. Uh, that's pretty much what you have to luck into, I think. Because 
or or you have so much confidence in the second round and and how deep this draft can go which uh again you and i we're not we're not watching juniors um we get all of our information pretty much like how the listeners are getting their information so i think you gotta like from us we're giving you our opinion on everybody's uh professional takes right um <laughs> well like uh but, with uh with Iserman, he definitely set a, a pretty crazy standard uh taking yeah. most cider and everybody's throwing their arms up what what are you doing taking him and it looks like he was he was right so honestly i could see if stutzel drops because people are kind of scared of him you know signing in europe i could see him being a red wing I can honestly see over Jamie Drysdale. I could see Jake Sanderson just because it looks like Steve's prioritizing defensemen with some size. And man, I added him to your list because Iserman set this crazy precedent that because we don't have anybody in the pipeline, because it looks like we're going to be multiple years away, that if you're going to roll the dice on who's got, you know, maybe the best ceiling. Do you go with the 17-year-old Yaroslav Askarov? I, I could honestly see any of those three guys over something more sensible like uh, Perfetti I, or Holtz. I would I would point out, I mean, there's, I think there's always this idea that you've got to write some goaltender into like to the top 20 that people can be interested in or talk about. Um, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind if, if, if he really fell back, if we traded up to to land him, if we if we saw an opportunity to to pick up Askarov, um, I really do think if we're gonna go Jake Sanderson, that's something that we can fall back and maybe pick up another second rounder and let somebody else grab one of these, you know, uh, more touted prospects. Yeah. yeah, I I don't I don't know if. Um, I mean, that's the route you have to go. I just, with the way Iserman's talking, I feel like he, he does see this as an opportunity to cross one of these one of these empty spots off the list. I mean, I, Tyler Bertuzzi, good job, man. You did good on that first line. But to say instead of Tyler Bertuzzi, we have a guy like Lucas Raymond uh, playing with Larkin. And, I mean... All right, so what we've got? We've got a first line that could potentially be. We don't even need to draft anybody. Is Larkin, Zadina, and Mantha? Um, but maybe we want to spread that out a little bit. Maybe one of those guys doesn't pan out. Maybe one of those guys, Mike, gets traded. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> huh? Oh, I just said it could happen. Yeah. So, like, I I still feel like there's there's so all right so to answer your question i would absolutely move uh, if we're gonna go with uh, sanderson you move back if there's Askarov late in the first round i would trade up uh because we we, we we do we do have some draft picks uh you know moving back into the draft that we can move around and maybe you know ask somebody to to <laughs> let us uh, throw us a bone you know have a couple of second rounders but um i would do it I, I just don't, you know, that's that's Askarov going pretty deep for me. Uh, I think part of the story here, too, with Askarov is you don't want to tell him that you were a top 10 draft pick and then he has a good season and then it's time to pay up and he turns around and goes, you ain't got shit, so you're either signing me or you just wasted your 2020 draft pick. Like, I, I get that's the situation with everybody, 
But I'm more okay with doing that with a forward or a defenseman than I am with a goaltender. And that's, I mean, we, we're we from the Detroit Red Wings. We won Stanley Cups with fucking Osgood. So, <laughs> Hey, he's a Hall of Famer. All right? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, sure. <laughs> he is a Michigan Sports Hall of Famer. How oh, dare that's you true. Yeah. Now, how does that Michigan Sports Hall of Fame work? Do you have to actually be from I'm just you kidding. need <laughs> a name and a face. All right, Mike, we've been talking for quite a while. Um, I think uh, I think what everybody's hoping for is that we're going to mention how tight and close and cut our pubes are. Uh, thanks to Manscaped and the Lawnmower 3.0. Mike, I, I I think I've got my Manscaped undies going right now. I do. Oh, those Woo! are like my favorite underwear. They're so comfy. Can you see? They're right there. There we go. Woo! Now I got a wedgie. Nice. Thanks, man. Mike, I'm wearing those things uh, because they're comfortable as hell. I swear, everything I've gotten from Manscaped, if it's the ball deodorant, if it's these undies, even that t-shirt they gave, nice and cool, great to work out in. Um, but of course, it's the Lawnmower 3.0 that we can't stop talking about. Uh, it's keeping us high and tight. It's keeping us nice and dry, especially in these, geez, it's going to be almost 90 all week. Uh mid 80s here in uh, the detroit metro area. i think i almost turned into woody allen on that one jeez oh, it's gonna be 108 all right go ahead man um <laughs> well mike we we've talked about it for for weeks now uh it, it's got uh, 90 minutes of charge you've got the led light to uh, light up those darker areas down below you've got the 7000 rpm motor <laughs> for uh quiet stroke technology and, oh, yeah you, you don't know, want to be caught stroking Right. Anything that's too loud in that area just gets you in trouble. Uh, you've got that beautiful charging stand so you can show off who's cutting your pubes. Uh, but if you want to cut your pubes the way your brothers of discussion are, you can use promo code THPN at manscaped.com. Get 20% off your first order and free shipping. Right now... What else do we have to do but cut our pubes uh, in these dark, dark times? Uh, I hope you're wearing your masks, but uh, also cut your pubes nice and close so that you're hanging out at home. You know what? It's something for you to do, but uh, you're just going to be doing everybody else a favor because I know I know the showers seem to disappear day after day when you sit at home. So let's make sure you don't have stinky pubes down there. Cut them close, cut them short. Using t- promo code THPN at manscaped.com. And that cr- promo code is going to get you 20% off and free shipping. Get that lawnmower 3.0 sent to your home. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Enjoy your lawnmower 3.0. All right, everybody. Uh, let us kind of... We're going we're gonna to move a little bit slower here for a second. Because normally we're jumping into our redrafts of a particular NHL draft. And, and man, oh man, is it going to be fun to focus on the fourth pick of all of these drafts going forward uh, that we do to try and figure out, is it possible for the Detroit Red Wings to pick up one of these franchise players that uh, NHL 20 doesn't seem to be handing out <laughs> uh, to, I don't know, willingly? What's what's the best word there? But, um, Mike, we've got a lot of, of information here, um, and we're almost at an hour. So I, I'm going to say, uh, why, don't we, why don't we talk about do you want to talk the Iserman track record or number four picks going back to 2010? Well, man, it is it is something. If we're at an hour, we could punt till the next episode. Let's punt it all to the next episode. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to look at uh, not necessarily Iserman's entire uh, 
track record, like pick to pick to pick, because then we get to cheat and say, Kucherov, I choose you. Right. Uh, I wanted to actually look at his first round picks and kind of see how he's how he's fared. Um, and then kind of go and also take a look at, you know, some of the, you know, recent number four picks, how they've panned out. Um, you know, I think there's a couple highlights, but obviously we're going to find that uh, number one picks fare a lot better than number four picks. But it's not a wildly hopeless endeavor because there there are some, well, some opportunities. But we, yeah. we can kind of go into who's quick, who in, in our next episode. Yeah, quick preview. I mean, Mike, I, I would not say no to Kel McCarr, uh, Mitch Marner. Ryan Johansson or Seth Jones. And just to kind of give you a preview of, of who we're going to be talking about. Um, you know, I wrote this note. I, I really wanted to say it, but I guess I'll save my, my favorite note for Seth Jones for the next episode. So you got to tune in uh, for, <laughs> for that analysis. Um, but uh, essentially I'm excited to talk about it because it's going to give us all some, some more hope. I think uh, we're all, right now pretty stoked on the Iser plan because uh of how well Moritz Sider's turning out and I don't know yeah we're gonna sail off into the sunset but we're I think we got I got a lot of anger off my chest uh, I got a lot of it out uh when our Twitter account at BOD Hockey which I failed to mention at the top of the show uh finally blew up all we had to do was get fucked over by the NHL and <laughs> lo and behold um the uh, brothers of discussion uh those rage tweets really sell like hotcakes, let me tell you. <laughs> the what? Oh, the rage, rage tweets. tweets. Yeah. I, so I, I gave all the credit to Mr. Bean. <laughs> he's, he's universal. Um, I it, it is funny. Like I, I feel like the brothers of discussion for both pro wrestling and hockey, we ha- we definitely have like a tone. I don't know if it if it works for Detroit Red Wings fans, but once we got to like a national perspective and we could tweet about that. Then it was like, Oh, these guys are pretty fucking funny. Um, so, so I was pretty proud of that. Um, I think I, I, I do think we're a little more pessimistic than some of the other podcasts, but, uh, it's all in good fun. And, and next week we're definitely going to tell you, you know, we're, we're going to bring our perspective into a, a more fun atmosphere with, with saying, all right, there's some good number four picks here. Yeah. So, and I mean, that, this is a show where we've done redrafts, and uh, you know, we had the dad soup diamond in the uh, diamond in the rough. So right. hopefully, Iserman can woo, mine some diamonds out of the uh, 2020 draft here. All right, Mike, I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't know. I was gonna make a poop joke, but I can't quite put it together right now. Ooh, I gotta take a dump. I'm probably going on a cookie run. Oh, fun! Detroit Cookie yeah. Company. Yeah. Nice. All right, I would say where I'm going, but I'd have to say the city that I live in, and I'm not too proud to talk about that. So, getting real. All right, let's go off into the sunset. It's Howell. All right. Damn it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. (laughs) Good one. Hi everybody, this is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com, find us on Twitter at BODpodcast, and of course we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States, the Brothers of Discussion are covering it, so if you 
you want good wrestling coverage, come to the Brothers of Discussion. Thanks, everybody.